What up, what up, what up, though? What's good? How you feeling? We appreciate you checking in to episode number six of the Taper Talk podcast. I go by the name of Sir Nanso, and I got my guys K.O. Boomin and Noah G. Cardi. And as always, we bring the Black Barbershop conversations to a podcast form. Today, the guys share their wild style music opinions. We give our thoughts on the Shikari Richardson situation, and we also touch on the cancel culture. If you like what you hear, Please make sure to like, comment, follow, and share the content. But most importantly, tune in for show. Listen, stop right there a minute. Man goes into a restaurant. You listening? A man goes into a restaurant. He sits down, he's having a bowl of soup. He says to the waiter, waiter, come taste the soup. The waiter says, is there something wrong with the soup? He says, taste the soup. He says, is there something wrong with the soup? Is the soup too hot? He says, will you taste the soup? What's wrong? Is the soup too cold? Will you just taste the soup? All right, I'll taste the soup. Where's the spoon? Aha! Aha! What do you know from funny, you bastard? If you metro don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. Sir, where can one go to find nice women? Oh, you got to get out and look. They ain't gonna fall in your lap. We've been to every bar in Queens. Well, that's where you messed up, son. You can't go to no bar to find a nice woman. You got to go to a nice place, a quiet place like a library. Get a good woman in there. What's good, y'all? What's going on, boys? What's good? What's good? How you feeling? How you feeling, uh, Cardi? What's up, man? Happy belated, dog. Love, Brody. Love, Brody. Appreciate it. How, how you celebrate the birthday? Man, I ain't do too much, man. I just went and uh, grabbed a little steakums from this little nice restaurant. Uh, I kicked it this weekend with Brody for his birthday, for real, for real. But uh, I just played. Lo- oh, I went to the dealership. I guess I did that. <laughs> Man, I was waiting to call Cap on that story, bro. <laughs> I went to the dealership and grabbed something. Something a little, a little not something too crazy. Yeah, something slight. Yeah, yeah. It's the five, five thirty, uh, five thirty I, five series beamer, cocaine white. No, I don't condone drugs. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. That's tough, bro. Good purchase. Very mature purchase. Very mature. Yeah, man. It, it, it felt good, man. Um, I was stuck in it for a minute, you know. And, you know, I just said, you know, I I woke up and I wanted to get a watch. And I had it in my mind for a budget, like spending 20 25 on a watch. I wanted either the Cartier Santos buzz down or a, a buzz down AP but that's not mature you know so so i still took like 20 to the dealership but only put like five down just in case i changed my mind at the last minute or something popped up my credit i damn near was gonna still get some jury <laughs> so so you would you there was a potential chance that you could have got the bus down watch yeah because uh but i did take the money i took some extra money with me just in case you know that it was a flag on my credit and i couldn't get the car then i probably would have just went to uh the waffle or the jeweler and grabbed something else but it worked out it worked out good yeah i agree bro you gotta cop the whip before the watch bro <laughs> yeah yeah i already i already got a prezi so i, I ain't gonna be too greedy yeah. but uh yeah i was vegas you was in vegas right Man, Vegas was cool, bro. Super cool, man. We had a good time, bro. We was able just to go out there, just catch some vibes. It was super, super hot. So that was the one thing that I didn't like about Vegas. It was like 120 degrees every day, which was easily the hottest uh, climate I've ever been in. So that was kind of whack, but still a good time, man. Good time with the... So let's see. I got there on Wednesday. 
Um, well, let me get a little backstory. So it was a, it was a, it was a vacation, uh, another vacation under the books. Uh, shout out the guy, another couples trip. That's right. I want to shout out the guys real quick. I want to shout out Mo, shout out Corvey, shout out Ronnie. Super cool guys to go out to Vegas with, and they brought their ladies, and they were super cool too. Um, we were out there on Wednesday, bro. We caught the game. Um, just got some food, bro. And then Friday, we ended up going out to a few little spots. We went out to, we ended up kind of landing at Dre's after hours, and we were just kicking it there. Saturday, we did some pool party vibes, and we were just able, like, just to talk and converse and just talk about, like, just kind of where we're all at in our lives. You know what I'm saying? I haven't talked to Corvey probably since, like, I mean, at that, I haven't talked to Corvette consistently since like college, so it was good just to be able to rap with him, you know what I'm saying? And, and even the same thing with Ronnie, we both live here in Dallas and we're, we're both so busy, we hardly get a chance to really just talk and, and see how everybody's been doing. So it was just a good trip to be able to talk to the guys, be able to bounce ideas off each other, kind of just get like a, like, a, like a temperature check in terms of where you're at and where your friends are at. So it was super cool. Um, the ladies all got along. That was super dope. In fact, I think they planned like a secondary girls trip of their own. So, uh, oh, that's what's up. yeah, yeah, yeah. The vibes are just super heavy. So, man, it was just good. It's a good time, bro. I'm glad to be back. You know, Vegas is one of those destinations that you can only be at for like a day or two at a time and you gotta get up out of there. So, um, for what it was worth, man, I had an excellent, excellent weekend with the guys. I was able just to kind of uncover a lot of uh, nuggets of information that I hope to be useful for me. So, man, I had a great weekend. I wouldn't change a thing. So, that's what's up, man. That's dope. Were you nervous before that trip? Uh, a little bit, but not as much. Yeah, not as much. Um, because because you know, if you guys kind of recall from our last conversation on the last episode, you know, we kind of talked about yeah. you know, you know what you're gonna get get from the guys for the most part. You know what I'm saying? And and I, and I would say that part holds true. I knew what I was going to get from the guys, but again, just making sure that the ladies were well accommodated and they got along, and and, and that was a smash hit from the jump. So, um, Dre's look crazy, by the way. Yeah. Oh my god, wavy. Shout out Mo, man. That was most play, man. So, so yeah, we was able just to go up there, man. Just kick it, relax, and just just have a good time. Honestly, man. Sometimes it's just good just to be with other people and just kind of just to see what they up to so that's what was going on that's what's up was the, uh because it was in vegas do you feel like it was like more expensive than than normal especially during that that weekend because i know it was like a fight and then also it was the uh the game as well too oh that's right that's right how could i forget yeah so the main event thank you for reminding me bro so the main event on saturday was the uh, mcgregor uh poirier fight um, so yes, I would agree, you know, it, it was super expensive, the hotels, the flights, just even just things to do because of that main event on Saturday. Um, but you know, in my opinion, man, there's always something to do in Vegas. It might not be a, a fight or an event, but there's always something going on in Vegas. That's a, that's a main draw. So, so yeah, it was a good time, man. Um, I think we all concluded at the end of the trip though, that, you know, if we're going to do another vacation though, we got to go overseas, man. I think we're, we're all pretty pretty tired of the domestic turn up so we want to take it overseas and just kind of kind of be in our bag and our element a little bit so that's real yeah i agree i agree i'm th- i think i'm kind of tired of the uh domestic trips to be honest it's all like, the same. yeah it's not too many more places that i i want to like go and see in in that aspect i wouldn't mind actually doing an la trip once because i haven't really i don't feel like i've ever really done that aspect but Outside of that, nah, there's not really too many places that I'm really like 
thirsty to get to domestically. Yeah. Man, this second half of uh, 2021, man, I'm really trying to focus on going to like more concerts, festivals, sporting events, um, and just like historical landmarks. So one of those is, you know, the Grand Canyon, you know, super cheesy, but I've never been to the Grand Canyon and I want to go. So that's something I want to check out. And then there's a lot of dope concerts that are on the on the schedule for like Q4 2021. So if I can catch a, a decent uh, concert in somebody else's city, you know, that's that's how I want to travel domestically now. So. We were just talking about the WizKid concert. Man, yeah. man let's go. <laughs> hey, hey, Dino said, let's go to the UK. Let's do it. I said, I want to see if he has any, uh, if he has any concerts in the UK because I think that would be super player to go out there and catch it because he has a break from like I think like end of October through January uh, so I'd be interested to see if and he said he's going to put up his UK shows so I'm interested to see if like some of those shows may fall between that period the only bad thing is that's like the holiday period so any trips during that time are going to be taxed are going to be taxed yeah yeah, but it would it would definitely be worth it. So, are the Wiz tic- Wiz Kid tickets still available in Atlanta? They are actually. Yeah. We, oh, wow. we just looked at them. Yeah, they're like they're like minimum two hundred a pop. Oh, yeah. But in Chicago, I don't know where it is in Chicago, but in Chicago it's like 50, 50 pop gotcha. per ticket. I think they sold out in Chicago now. I heard. Yeah, Dallas I heard they sold that. out too. So. Oh, they did. I didn't know WizKid tickets were gonna be like getting Jay Z tickets. It's like he had a Dallas show too. Yeah, yeah, he's got multi city tour. Yep, yep. When I looked on there, I think on Monday there was only resale tickets available. So I think I'm pretty sure that means it sold out. But yeah, I'm not opposed to to meeting you boys in Atlanta, or if y'all want to plan a trip to go see WizKid. Um, I'm all, I'm already seeing J Cole in October in Houston. Um, oh, nah, and, that's gonna be crazy. Uh, I think some of the guys were talking about that kind of. I think it was baby. You better bring a pillow with you. <laughs> to the, the J. Cole concert, man. Don't disrespect you better, like that, man. You better bring a pillow with you to that Put some respect on Cole's name, man. Drop arguably <laughs> one of the firest albums of 2021. Respect his name. No, that album is fire. You're right. That album is fire. I'm not going to cap. It is. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? I, I, I was the biggest J. Cole disrespecter, like, all the way up to, like, 2018. Like, I, For real? Oh, yeah. I was... I was just like Cardi. I was like, yo, fan punch me to sleep easily. Like, it's so boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was only to like, what album was it? I forget what album it was. Don't say Forest Hill Drive. That was like, that was a sleepy album too. Let me see which album. I like Forest Hill Drive. I thought he was going to say that. No, I listened to that. I was on the, uh, I was on the bus doing some stuff and I played Forest Hill Drive and I fell asleep by like the sixth song. I woke up and threw it back. It's a good, it's a good album, but it just puts you to sleep. Nah, man, that's a decent little album, bro. So you tripping? So, so I rocked back. with Born Center. I rocked with it, but I didn't rock with it. I was like, okay, he's straight. And no. then, yeah, Forest Hill Drives. When that dropped, I'm like, okay, I gotta put some respect on Fam's name. And then he dropped KOD. I was like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Now KOD, KOD woke me up. This boy different. This boy different. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. From here I like on out, KOD. I gotta, I gotta defend Fam's name only because of all the years of disrespect that I put on his name. No, nah, he dropped something before. Uh, KOD though, that wasn't Forest Hill Drive, right? I could have swore um, he had an album. For your eyes only. Yep. Boo, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> See, you forgot it. See, you forgot I it. Forget, yeah, you I forget. forget it. Yeah, that yeah, that album put me to sleep again. <laughs> yeah. Um, for your eyes only. Let's see. What was the main That's thing? the one with the neighbors. The neighbors think I'm selling dope. Yeah, that, yep, that was the yep. That's the album. And then I think he had the Bryson Tiller sample song too was okay. 
I can't remember that song. It was on there. Hold on. He had a he had two songs that I liked off of that album. That and a uh, a song it had the same Bryson Tiller like sample. Oh, uh, yours truly, truly yours. Was that, was, that was on the one before Kod, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That one I like. That song was cool. Yeah. But yeah. there was the only two like Cole. Cole had a lot of sleep like sleepers, and I don't mean sleepers like like they're they're slept on the album. I mean sleepers like they just put you to sleep. Wait, I got a question for y'all now. Who is a who's an artist that you don't like um that would be unpopular to uh the masses? Wait, what do you mean? Like uh artist that you don't like that a lot of people like, for example, like how KO said J. Cole. Why you you go first since you brought the question up? I'll try to look at <laughs> I gotta think, yeah. yeah. I know I know there's yeah. like three or four of them, but they're not coming to mind. Yeah. Right now. Okay, I know one person off the bat, but I wouldn't say he's like everybody fucks with him, but I guess people do fuck with him. And that's Kevin Gates. Yeah, I'm sorry, bro. I can never ever play Kevin Gates in my car, in my house, in my AirPods, like nothing. <laughs> Gates, Gates has some bangers though. He has some, he has some. That's what I'm saying. Back in the day. Everybody fucks with him, but I'm straight on Kevin Gates. If I hear Kevin Gates in my presence, I'm damn near walking out. Like, for real. <laughs> damn. Tell us how he really feels. You know what? You know what? Fuck it. Let's go there. Big Sean. Ooh, oh, you wow, wow. That's disrespectful, bro. Oh. I, don't like, I don't like Big Sean no more, bro. He can't, he, what? He, I don't like Big Sean no more, bro. Did you see the Freshman 10 freestyle? Bro, listen. No, I didn't. Oh. Big, I, I can't. You know what? Let's uh, let's have this conversation. Every time I play, uh, what's the joint with him and Nipsey? Uh, deep Reverence? Uh, be, yeah, Deep Reverence or whatever. I never play Big Sean's verse. I cut it all right after Nipsey's verse. Wow. Damn, oh, you damn it. Disrespectful. Can you at least add some explanation? Like, what? I used to be a huge big big Sean fan. Let me pull up, let me pull up the disc the discography, you know, just, just so you don't feel like I'm talking out of my ass. Alright, listen, listen, listen. Finally famous, the uh, the his first album that was fire. I like the mixtapes he dropped before then. Detroit was a classic mixtape. Um, I didn't like Hall of Fame. I didn't like um I was on the fence with Dark Sky Paradise. It was it was okay. Wait, uh, Dark Sky Paradise? You were, it was just okay. It was it was okay. It was okay. It was okay because it had blessings on there. Um, I like that. All your fault. I like play your game. Play no games. Yeah, players. Um, I don't fuck with you. I don't fuck with you. I like I don't fuck with you. Yeah. Uh, paradise. You like paradise? It was okay. It was okay. It was okay. Paradise is okay. Uh, you win some, you lose some. It was okay. That's what I'm saying. It was an okay album. It was a decent album to me, but it wasn't like, oh, this is fire. I decided. I decided it was okay. It was another okay album. Double or Nothing with Metro was trash. <laughs> I don't think him and Metro make good music together, personally. And- and honestly, I tried to get through Detroit too, and I, I couldn't get through. Um, what I stop it at? I think I stopped it at. Um, and I, I don't even think I made it past Wolves. To be honest with you. Oh wow! Oh wow! You wow! Wow! I don't think I made it past Wolves. You make it a body language. That's a. That's a. Yeah, you tripping, bro? Respect it was so, cold. So I, I'll, 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 so as I look through this track list, and as you kind of talked about it. I can see where your head's at, Cardi, because a lot of these yeah, albums bro. before Detroit 2, 
they've got good singles you know what i'm saying but like the rest of the album's pretty whack you know what i'm saying I'm that's looking, what i'm saying i'm looking yeah. at i decided right now and i'm like okay i rocked with bounce back but that's a single wait time out hey yo wait remember we went to the i decided concert yeah i remember you didn't you weren't you weren't messing with them when that don't try to get him I mean, sway his opinion. I mean, off of the strength that it was Big Sean and he was in the city, yeah. But like, as I look through these track lists, I don't listen to any of these songs other than the singles. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I think Big Sean is one of the. I, I'll just say it, man. I used to rock with him heavy, but I think J Cole gets a lot of darts. But I think Deshaun, Big Sean, I said Deshaun. I think Big Sean deserves some of those, <laughs> some of those arrows as well. He had a lot of misses. Yeah, a lot of misses. Man, that's crazy. Well, that that's that's crazy. Cause that that boy lyrical is as hell as all ever. For real. He said some of the most clever things ever. He is. He's um, well tell me what tell me a clever thing he said, dude. What's your favorite? I knew he was gonna ask that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate when when somebody does this? Like you, you make your point and then it's like they want you to give the specific, like, bro, this is in the moment. Like when, hey, when somebody tells me about, about that about Jay-Z, I give them bam. <laughs> I'd rather die enormous than live dormant. That's how we yawn it. But, uh, okay, bro, you've made your point. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you who I don't rock with. That's probably probably throw y'all out. Uh, thug. Mm. Wait, you talking about Young Thug? Yeah. Are oh, you crazy as hell? <laughs> you crazy as hell, Thug. Yeah, thug is I, except, for, except for the uh, the last album, the last album was, was, was super fire to me. Super fire. I just I couldn't get into it. I, could, I did not understand it. I did not understand. I, I, I ain't listening to you, dog. Because Ko, this man told me that future biggest song was March Madness. He said that's his best song. Debatable. Debatable. <laughs> What's the consensus? What's his best song? Yeah, yeah. what? That's the baby. Yes. March Madness. Oh, uh, March. Uh, March Madness yeah. is deeper than, deeper than the ocean. Come on. Oh, come wait. On. Hold on, bro. On, bro. Y'all tripping, bro. Come on, bro. You talking about Hendrix, dog? Come on, bro. Hey, hey, hey. Future is a goat, dog. I, I, <laughs> I, I listen to more Future. Than I listen to Drake. Stick talk. Stick talk is correct. Man, wait. Wait, come out, come out though. I, I do think it plays a part to like where you live as well too, because it, I, I'm pretty sure in Atlanta the the type of music that y'all were hearing from Future during that time was way different than anybody else, uh, like any other city, for real, for real. Like I don't think they were playing as much Future in Chicago when we were there. Like they would play it out here because the way they play Baby and Gun out here is is completely different than anywhere else too so i can see like your perspective on that being a little different i would say they're not playing it go ahead i would say future's best song arguably comes from ds2 no what yep <laughs> what yep you, you ain't like itching Maho too. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Man, what? I love uh, that. I love Space Cadet. Space Cadet. Space Cadet banger. Oh, banger. Oh my god. I can be. And the sleeper album that I give Future, and it's not just his, but man, that Uzi and Future project is still ringing out, fellas. Like sleeper, that, yeah. That, that, I actually that album is still sleep. ringing oh, out, man. y'all. Like silently, like they dropped the deluxe and everything. Like that album is yeah. One of my it came out when it came out last year, right? It came out last year. Yep. 
Yeah. I, I thought it was okay. I like I like the Uzi and uh, Gucci mixtape when he first got out better than I like that one. Really? If you ever listen to that one. Gucci uh Uzi got a had a fire tape, uh I think it's 1017 versus yeah, the world. Yeah, that's what it was. And that that was that one was crazy, bro. I didn't even listen to it. I'm not go, even here. Go back and listen to it. That was crazy. Absolutely. It was Uzi and who? It was Uzi and Gucci. It was like right after he got out, him and uh Uzi did a tape and it was 1017 versus the world. Like if you got a I don't know, I don't know if you got a SoundCloud, because I had a SoundCloud. And uh, I mean, you could still like listen to it on there, but they had uh, change my phone, fresh. Oh, it, was, it was a mixtape. Yeah, threesome. Threesome was fire. It had a whole bunch of good songs. Yeah, my favorite but, song was tonight. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. Off of, um, off that Uzi and uh, Uzi and Gucci. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check. I feel like uh. I fuck with Meek, but I feel like he hasn't really, I feel like he hasn't really capitalized off of the whole being released from jail thing and like this whole comeback. You ain't like championship? Yeah, I fuck with championship, but like, come on, what was the last song in the last, what, six, 12 months that Meek released that was like, okay, this is, this is a solid, this is a solid piece of body. Wait, championship and wins and losses was cold though. Flamers flow, KL, flamers flow. I just played that. Leave it. Yeah. With Dino. Dino was like, yo, what is this? Championships is 2018, fellas. It's 2021. That was the end. It was end of 2018. But it's 2021. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. In the last 12 months, Meek. He's been been out for a minute, though. He's been out for a minute. Well, look, I'll give you another artist that everybody loves that I don't really, that's not really into like that. Oh. It's Drake. (laughs) I knew he was going to say that. Future is about Drake, to be honest with you. That is crazy. That's so crazy. Yeah. If, I'm, if, I'm in my, if, I'm, if I'm in my feelings, I'm throwing on Hendrix. So, so you saying you just don't rock with Drake? No, Drake is cool, but I don't. I'm saying that we talk about artists that everybody heralds that I just think is, you know, blah. Drake got bars, you know, and it's some songs that I like, but it's like I'm not running to a Drake album. Like, I don't. I can I, I can have the same conversation. Let me go through. Let me go through. Nah, you can't have that same conversation with Drake's body of works. Nope. How? You can't. The only album I'll, I'll front you is Thank Me Later. Other than that, we're gonna have to really debate this one. Uh hold on. I was just having this conversation with somebody. I think it was more life. I didn't care for more life. Uh I didn't like more life. How though? Uh I, I know you was on somebody's couch screaming free smoke. I know you was. Free smoke. Um, I was in the future in the club around there. Um, you ain't like four twenty two. Blam Glacier. What? No, I didn't. I didn't. I did. I don't. I don't, I don't like the mind. Ice melt. We, we going through. We going through more life. We, we go through the track list. I can tell you what I liked on there. Hold on. Let me look. Uh, I liked. Start from the top. Passion fruit. Portland. Hey, bro. What? Yeah, passion fruit was cool. Uh, Portland, I like Portland. Um, fire sacrifices. Oh, you didn't like the whole Blem 422. Mm -mm. That's some of the best mixing that I've ever heard in terms of how it went from 4422 to Galchester. Mm -mm. I like ice melts. Um, fake love was okay. What? Uh, okay, fake love was okay. 
the last the last Drake album that I, I rock with, to be honest with you, was "What a Time to Be Alive." That was the last one. That uh, was fifteen, bro. Yeah, views was cool. Um, yeah, bo- views was cool because I like I like controller, but I like Tory Lanez controller better. Tory Lanez watched Drake with controller. Um, he wow. did it. Wow. Tory Lanez they watched Drake. Co- wow. This guy is different, bro. Let me talk. I think he's crazy. He's just crazy. No, I swear to God, I listen to Tory Lane. I pull it up. I pull it up right now on my SoundCloud because I got it on my SoundCloud. I listen to Tory Lane's version of Controller more than I listen to, to Drake's. I like Drake's. Um, Drake went crazy on. Hold on, let me find it. Look, that boy Drake. I like Hotline Bling. Hotline Bling is fire. Hotline Bling is fire. Stop, bro. We're done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Hotline Bling is fire. But green tone was fire. I'm done, bro. You lost. Hot, what you, you lost me when you said Tory's control is better than Drake's. That's when I just. It is. Yeah. It is. Hey, it nah, is. Bro. Like Drake said. Like Drake said. All you boys in the new Toronto want to be me a little. That's a real true statement. <laughs> Tory Lanez controller wasn't. Be- our, our, hold on, let, let's be honest for real. Let's be honest. You one day stars. <laughs> have y'all have y'all listened? You one day stars. No, that was a hard bar. But listen, <laughs> listen. You mean to tell me that Tory Lanez controller version wasn't better than Drake's monotone controller? Control. You don't. <laughs> no, bro, you wild. Nah, nah. Wow. We'll see what the listeners say. Yeah, we, I guess, we shall. I guess you're going to tell me next that Drum's Hotline Bling was better than Drake's Hotline Bling, right? I, I don't. Who are you talking about Drum, the, the Dreadhead dude? Yeah. yeah. No, I ain't listened to it. Okay. Hotline Bling was fire. I just told y'all that. I love Hotline Bling. It was a lot of times where I was just just high and I was just in the living room just listen to it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, bro. Your ears are different. It's all good. Man, though. speaking of high, speaking of high, though, if we stay on, on that subject for a little bit, I want to pick you guys' brain about something that's been uh, kind of real big in the news lately. And that's, uh, I don't know if you guys follow track and field or whatnot, but uh, there's a sprinter named Shikari Richardson. She's actually from Dallas. And uh, she uh, got pulled from the Olympics because of uh, testing positive for an illegal substance which turned out to be marijuana so i don't know ha- have you guys heard about I that yeah I saw, yeah, yeah. yeah i saw that story I, i'm curious to know ko what are your thoughts because you you ran track you you uh played a collegiate sport um you had to what what is your what's your thoughts on that uh were you getting high or not to be the police were you getting high in college when you were running track that's a good question so in college um, I actually did get suspended one time for for testing positive for marijuana. Um, Swear. Yep. Yep. I did. Oh, I wow. did. And, and I'm not the first athlete. I'm sure every athlete listening to this was like, "Yep, that was me too." I mean, it, it happens. You get a little slap on the wrist. You talk to your coach. You talk to your athletic director. You, you, get, you go on a little program, and and, and you're back to being a, a student athlete, right? It happens. Um. So so where do I stand on this topic? So I stand. I, I want to address two things. I think one, um, people need to understand, or at least the people that are kind of non-traditional track and field fans, they need to understand that us track athletes, you know, we've been yelling for easily the last 10 years that this marijuana uh, substance thing in the Olympic sport, or even in, tra- in sports in general, is just unnecessary, right? And I think in most recent years, it's gotten a lot more popularity because a lot more states are starting to kind of relax their rules around marijuana. So I think 
we all are in a consensus that we understand that marijuana does not give you an advantage over your opponent in in athletics, right? But we we recognize that it is a rule, right? Like you sign paperwork acknowledgments before you you start training, before you start um, competitions, and, and the same is and that's the same on the Olympic level, right? There's different acknowledgments, things that you have to abide by in order to continue and participate on the world stage, and. Um, you know, I, I know in her defense, she said that she was, you know, coping with her, losing her mother. And I mean, that's something that, you know, I, I personally don't know how it feels. So I can't really speak to it per se. I'm sure, you know, there you do need some type of coping mechanism to go through something like that. Um, but I think her support system really failed her, honestly, fellas. I really think that you know, her support system, her agent, her coach, whoever it is, you know, um, you know, should have and could have did a better job of at least educating her or, or finding a, an alternative release to kind of manage that stress. Because again, when I was an athlete, I knew it, you know, I, and I was an Olympic athlete like Shikari. I, I knew that you cannot smoke weed and I knew that there was a possibility that you could get randomly tested. And if you did test positive, that there's repercussions with it. And, and even just taking a step back from the from the athlete's view, just just you know, everyday person, right? You know, it's, it's it's not uncommon to get a job interview and and, and the job request, you know, you to submit to a background check or even just a drug screen, right? So even in, in the everyday practice sense, you know, this is something that still goes on. You know, we I think we all agree that marijuana doesn't give us an advantage in the workplace, right? It, it's no detriment to us to be able to produce quality work over another candidate, but. These workplaces have their policies and procedures that we have to abide by to if we want to work in their residence. And I think the same applies on the Olympic level. You know, if you want to be an Olympic athlete and you want to compete at the highest level, um, you have to abide by those rules. And it really sucks that, you know, such a polarizing athlete like her really can't compete this year. Because I think the world was looking forward to seeing her. I mean, I certainly was looking forward to seeing her. Um, but I, but, I, but I, I, I tend to side with the Olympic Committee. I think the Olympic Committee got it right. Um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying weed is a uh, performance enhancing drug. I, I, I stand against it. I, I, I don't think there's any type of, um, you know, you don't have an advantage over your opponent by smoking marijuana. Let's put it like that. But there's been other athletes in past years that have also, you know, had they, they've been suspended from the games. They've dealt with, you know, different whereabout, uh, you know, violations. I don't know if you guys know what whereabout violations is, but basically you have to keep the committee updated with your whereabouts in case you are selected at random. And if, you know, you're supposed to be at home and you're at the local bar um, and they come to your house and you're not there, that's a violation. And even if, you know, you're, you're not in possession or you're not doing anything wrong, um, you know, you, you really, they really have strict rules at that level. So um, again, I guess, I guess just to wrap it up, I, I'm disappointed in Shikari. I think she got it right. And I want people to understand this is not a race issue. This is not a race issue. This is not white people trying to stop Shikari or, or, or any of that that I've kind of seen lately. I think that is a little absurd, but um, but yeah, I think they got it right. Yeah. What's your, what's your thoughts on that, Cardi? Uh, no, I agree with KO. Um, I, I didn't know that. That's 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 a, you know what? Thank you, KO, for sharing that and being transparent <laughs> with us on this podcast. Cause I, I didn't know that, you know, um, but no, I think I think he, he answered it eloquently. Um, I wish uh, she could run, but you know, I guess rules are rules. And you know, I, as long as they're fair down the line, you know, 
you can't really knock it. I think Phelps, did Phelps get suspended when he tested positive? Uh, I, I think that was after though. Oh, it was after? Yeah, I think so. I, I can't so. remember the Phelps details, but I know there was a huge scandal behind it for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, super abreast of that. So, um, but I know, yeah, it was a scandal behind it. But I mean, yeah, I guess rules are rules, you know, and as long as you're, you legislate down the line and everybody's treated equally then um, I really can't bring race or anything into it. Um, but I, the, the crazy thing is, <laughs> as a culture, we are so funny because the memes and the and the stuff that they released after that, like when she was blowing the kisses into the the, uh, the crowd after she won, they photoshopped like a blunt in her hand. <laughs> Yo, we don't take nothing serious, dog. No, man. That was so funny, bro. Yeah, I, I was kind of like, uh, man, I, I I agree with KL. You brought up a good point, bro, about like the her support system around her failing her, because they should have been the ones to really start looking after her immediately after that happened. The fact that like she didn't find out from her support system, but I don't know if you all know, she found out from a reporter. Um, yeah, so she found out from a reporter after the race. So it was like. To find out at that point in time, like your support system should have been like right there. And and I'm not necessarily saying the family, because I'm sure the family is grieving, but your coach, your assistants, like your manager, like they should have been with you right there. She shouldn't even have taken the interview personally. You know what I mean? Like she should have been able to at least grieve around people that can can monitor her for this because I, I get it. Like I lost my mom, so I can understand the having to to go to a substance or having to do something to kind of cope with you know that sort of situation. And there's you can't really tell someone how to necessarily cope. And yes, she is a, a, a top tier athlete. She was you know looked at to being really doing really well <clears throat> in the hundred. Um, at the same time, she's still human. And like when you lose somebody like there's a human aspect that that comes along with it so i think one of the things i didn't like about our culture is that we make it about race and we don't hold people like actually accountable like we should have held her um like her support system around her to be honest way more see this is why i disagree with you guys at i don't blame her support system because i think everybody grieves differently um and, and that's all due to respect to um because i haven't lost a parent but i know i lost my grandmother when i was in college and you know well, you I, have, I, I, the you, support system of her family i'm talking about her coaches her managers no i know? get that I, I get that but you can't be around her 24 7 you know what i mean and they, they as your as your management team i'm not letting the interview tell you that your mom passed away like that's how she found out, right? That's where that's where it's the issue right there. Like her manager, her manager or someone of that team should have been the one to have that conversation with her. Like I probably wouldn't even have had her take that interview after the race. Well, at that point, uh, would they had been able to like step in and stop the interview because it, it wasn't it right after the race? Like she just just finished. Uh, I think she said it was like moments after like it sounded like it was more so like behind the scenes of when she got the interview. So it didn't seem like it was like finish the race, boom. And then like the interview tells you this seemed like it was like a 
an interview that happened like afterwards. You know what I'm saying? And at that point in time, like, go ahead. Well, that's tasteless of the interviewer. I won't even put that yeah. on the manager. That's because you know her man. Maybe the managers knew that, but they were like, you know, in this moment, we're not gonna, you know, tell her like right, right after the race, and then the interview just sprung that on. I think that was like tasteless of the interviewer to bring that up at that moment in time. Like it right is. after the race, like if, I, like if you just it, like Dino, if you were KO, just finished the race, you both ran track, and I'm like your manager, and you just won and broke this, you know, big record. I'm not going. I don't want to pull you aside and tell you, hey, congratulations, but you know your mom passed away. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can't really put that on the manager, and that just this is just my opinion. You know what I'm saying? This is my opinion. I can't really put that on the manager or her team if they didn't feel comfortable if they had that information given it to her right then and there i just think that was just tasteless of the interviewer to even bring that up in that moment but i do agree with you guys about um i don't know it's just it's just unfortunate it's just an unfortunate situation it's very unfortunate and another thing i want to say is you know I, I think everybody's like oh well she's super young we'll definitely see her in the next olympics and i'm just like well will we right like i'm not I'm not doubting her, but she's 21. The next time we see her, she's gonna be 25. Who's? I mean, who's? She's a woman. Who's to say she doesn't have a? She doesn't get pregnant, start a family, have a whole different change of heart in terms of what she wants to do with her life. Like that. That reality is is very sincere when it comes to women, right? Men, you don't really have to worry about them being pregnant. Like if they're good at 21, you can only just imagine that they're gonna be good at 25 or or, or beyond, right? That's just the, the starting point. But with women, you know. Those mid twenties, those are very fertile years, and and I don't know if she's dating or what her aspirations are. Don't get me wrong, but but I mean, we could possibly not ever see her run competitively at this level ever again. You know what I'm saying? And that's the unfortunate part because I mean, you know, Dino, that's you know more than hot. anything. You know, the track is 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 season to season. You might be hot one year, and that next year you got a bad hammy, a bad knee, and that's all she wrote, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like you're asking four years from somebody to come back. That's a very long time in track and field, right? Like a, a very long time in track and field where you can't really make that call right now. All she can do her best is just train up until then. And and at that point in time, we'll just have to see where things are. Like you said, like who knows what she decides to do, even if she still has the passion or love for it. I, I, she seems like somebody who does and is really passionate about the sport. Like the fact that she's still taking these interviews as well, too. Impressive. Um, very impressive. Yeah, I think she is going to be she she is still going to be around. Um, but there's no telling of what other 21 year old will will be like at that time, because the way these kids these days are like from an athletic standpoint we just haven't seen it we, haven't seen, we it. haven't seen it and also too like shout out to her because i like the fact that she isn't just blaming people for this mistake right like she has literally owned up to it from from the jump and like hasn't blamed the committee hasn't blamed anyone else took the full responsibility of like her actions so that's that's fire for her at, at her age to to kind of own own that responsibility and just know that she's also human too right like i don't i, I can't honestly put that blame on her like she's a 21 years old and just lost her mother like and the way she was told that's a really unfortunate way and i, I wouldn't want anybody to, to be told that way from so almost probably like social media you know yeah that was lame as hell uh, yeah. that was lame as hell for them to do that but uh 
One, one other person I do want to recognize in the track and field game is this kid called Arian Knighton. I don't know if you guys heard of him, but he's a 17-year-old track star phenom. He's going crazy lately in the Olympic trials. He's already broken uh, Usain Bolt's 17-year-old 200-meter dash record. Oh, yeah, I heard him. Yep. And he's only oh, 17, fire. 17 years old. This kid's in high school um, training and competing against the top sprinters in the, in the, in the world now. So... So yeah, that, that's another young kid to really keep an eye on because I'd love to see what he looks like at 19, 20 when his body's fully developed. You know, he knows how to, you know, squat and deadlift and really, you know, that use that explosion off the block. So, so I'm super excited. You said he's 17? 17 years old. Yep. At four years to that, he's 21. He's Shikari's age. We might be seeing the next Usain Bolt on display for the next decade. Yeah. That's crazy. At 17. That means he hasn't finished high school yet. Nope. Nope. So, so yeah, the, these Olympic trials should be pretty good, man. I'm excited. Um, even even Olympic, uh, even the men's Olympic team has been very interesting because, you know, they, they started 0-2. I think they lost to Nigeria, and I think they lost to, was it Australia next? But, uh, but yeah, that, yeah. That, that's even getting interesting. I, I even say just in general, the NBA playoffs, NBA finals has been super interesting this year. Like I've never watched I've never watched the NBA to this degree as if it's March Madness looking for somebody to fall like I have this year. No, I agree. I think uh <laughs> the fir- first off, like I I, I saw um Stephen A. Smith kind of like downplay Nigeria when they lost and just kind of like just not really showing putting much respect and that to me was like the corniest shit ever oh, like, he, went, he went in on the Nigerians how did y'all feel about that I thought that was so corny bro Wait, I didn't see it so, so can you recap it real quick go ahead Carter you can recap it real quick um well one thing he apologized because I guess um I'm not familiar with 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 baseball like that but I guess it's a Asian uh, baseball player that's really good, and they asked him a first take about it, and he was talking about, I guess, how he felt that uh, the Asian player wasn't the best thing for the sport because he required an interpreter and stuff like that. So they jumped on him like real quick about that. So he like hurried up and apologized about it on his Twitter or whatever on a social media account. But then he went in on the Nigerian basketball team. He's like. Um, mispronouncing uh, their names and just trashing them pretty much and they let that rock and it was like a big deal I guess the Nigerian Twitter account went in on them about it because uh, I guess like it was just uh, I didn't see the video but I guess it was like a one minute clip of it that he was just being you know just mad flagrant uh, just like how can you lose these bums and you know woo, 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 all that type of talk so um and I thought that was crazy because I'm saying you would apologize to, you know, the Asian community, not saying that he was he shouldn't have. But, uh, you know, you're a black man. You know what I'm saying? You could at least put a little bit of respect on, you know, these African brothers is really doing anything and upset the USA, you know. Um, but he, he caught a lot of flack from that. Yeah, as he should. That's corny as hell. Like, why would you downplay the the, the winners like? why wouldn't you just shout them out first or show them some respect for the hard work that they put in versus just talking like it, I don't know I found that to be kind of disrespectful and it's it's just corny to me too when people win and they downplay the actual winner I, I for some reason have boys thought that was lame but 
Wait, so I want to ask y'all about something real quick because you were talking about Stephen A. just having to apologize for what he said. How do y'all feel about this whole cancel culture thing where you say something on the internet and then, you know, a number of people give you backlash for it and then you apologize because of the backlash? But to your point, uh, cancel culture is lame because it just it's 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 it's, it's just lame in general. I think it's scaring people from giving their honest opinions because now so you, people, said, so you said something you think you would go back on and apologize um if i if if i felt like i was out of line with something or i offended somebody yeah but uh like for example um let me think let me think i just had it in my head like uh with kevin hart a minute ago when he he made like a bunch of gay jokes like 10 years ago and they found it on his on his Twitter page, That's and so you you remember that? Yeah, and he had to apologize because they wasn't gonna let him host the Grammys, and I just thought that that was super lame because he's for one he's a comedian, and then for two, he I, I mean he he it, it's just. When we get in that space, especially like with, with comedians or um, people like that, if you say something like super flagrant and you need to apologize for it, I understand. But if it's like a joke, you know what I'm saying? And you're a comedian and you joke and people are like, oh, no, you're not supposed to say that. It's really like sister in a craft. You're sister in like art to a degree. And I, I, I don't rock with that because some of the did you think it was lame that he apologized or were you some more so saying that the Grammys were kind of lame? Like lame? Both. I think he was lame for apologizing. I understand. I understood why he apologized, but I thought he was lame for apologizing. And I thought the Grammys were lame for making him apologize. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, I, I hate cancel culture, honestly. If, it, if it's something that's super flagrant, out of bounds, something where you're just you know, truly ignorant, then yeah, just, you know, apologize, own it. But but just kind of taking ourselves out of like the celebrity spotlight, like, you know, we're kind of just everyday guys here, you know what I'm saying? And, and even just thinking like, if I were to say something off the cuff that was maybe inappropriate or somebody was offended by it, um, just kind of just the, the feeling of knowing that I could possibly be canceled for a true mistake, it's just, it, it's, it's kind of deplorable, honestly. And then to take it a step further, you know, picking back off what Cardi says, you know, I, I really do with the passion. I hate these, you know, there needs to be a statue of limitations on, on the cancel culture, right? You can't yeah. take up dirt from somebody from 25 years ago and, and it still be hold weight in 2021. Like, that is just so lame to me. Like, like one of my worst fears is like growing up being very successful and then having to worry about somebody, you know, pulling up my college photos where I'm drinking a beer or, you know, just something very minute at the time but now it's a big deal because of you know maybe the position you hold the status that you have but but that is just so whack to me like if it was something recent if it was something that was like you know you know it was supposed to be undercover and, and it made light and it was something that was super just crazy then that's one thing but if it's just you know tweets emerging from 17 years ago that you know suggest maybe you did cocaine you know we need to leave that alone guys we got Wait, oh, if you right. ask y'all a question, so say somebody, you guys had an opportunity, right? And someone came to both of y'all 
and we're like, hey, we got 14 mil for you to apologize for these tweets that you said 13 years ago. 14 M's? Well, yeah, I would apologize. I'd yeah. Apologize. Yeah. I wouldn't mean it, but I'd apologize for the bad. Where do you think that line would kind of just like stop? Like, what do you do you think? Is there a price that you can put on that? On an apology? Yeah. I think when you're I wonder what that what that because I I just wonder what that like in Kevin Hart's place right like I wonder what it was that got him to really apologize because I feel like at the beginning of that situation he wasn't apologetic about it and I feel like people really felt him on that and I felt him on that too like all right, you you about to pull up some tweets from 2010 when tweeting was very different than it is today like that. You kind of got to think about those. I'll say this, um, you know, it, when it gets to the point where it's kind of violent crimes, you know, we're talking sexual assault allegations, we're talking about theft, the burglary, things that would really like compromise, you know, my name, my integrity, you know, those type of things. I'm not just going to I'm not going to apologize for or settle for for any dollar amount. Those type of things. I'll go the extra mile to defend my name. But if we're talking about, you know, defending a tweet from. 25 years ago that might suggest that you know I'm a racist you know yeah maybe those kind of tweets I'll I'll just settle those right because it's not really worth it to go through all of the hustle and tussle so so that's where I draw the line if it's something that's violent something that's heinous something that's really just like would really surprise people out of my character then yeah we're, we don't have to go to court for that um, but if it's something that's just you know, something that can just be swept under the rug. You know, I'll probably just settle it. So, I think to a smaller look, like like Kale said, uh, we're, we're you know regular everyday people. Let's just say, for example, a a young girl um, is in college. Um, she's trying to get some extra bread, so she you know just to help her out along the way. So she either strips or she makes an OnlyFans page. And let's say she's like 18, 19, 20 with cancel culture should we like crucify her when she's like 26 27 like with a master's and she's a teacher or some type of uh profession where she has to be like mad professional or working with children or you know something like that or do we just chalk it up to hey you know she was doing something from you know a little extra money to get to where she's at now you know with cancel culture now you know what i'm saying she might be a, a vice president she might be a, a professor she might be a teacher you know, uh, a parent or a, a kid's mom or dad might pull up that or find that online or whatever, how they would find it. And then they'll be screaming for her to resign or, or quit her job or, you know, whatever dumb stuff like that, just because they're saying just because of something she did like years ago. And that, that's the type of stuff I don't like with cancel, with cancel culture. It's like there's oh. no what you about to say. So, so, so given your example, the answer is yes, that person is probably going to be ridiculed when they get exactly. older for exactly. mistakes they made yeah. younger. Um, and I'll give another example. Um, our vice president, Kamala Harris, um, and, I, and I don't know the specifics or the background, but, but I remember when she was making a strong run that there were super, a lot of allegations out there about, you know, things that she did back at, at, at she went to Howard, right? Uh, I think so. Howard. Yeah, I, th I think people were... We're, 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 we're bringing up, I think that she had smoked a joint on campus at Howard, you know, and, and just little stuff like that. So yes, cancel culture, you know, they, they'll they come at you for whatever they want, you know what I'm saying? So 
don't know. It's just very important that you really, I mean, even just for people that are kind of just watching this or listening to this podcast a little younger, you know, you got to really be careful about what you put out there because really nothing's retractable anymore. Once you put it out there, um, you know, there's there's some engineer out there that can recall all of that in the audit log. So, um, but I also hate dumb cancel culture too. Like people that were trying to cancel stuff for no reason, right? Like when people with the whole Shakari situation, people are like, yeah, we should just cancel the Olympics. Like not send any black people to like, come on, man, what? Like, no. <laughs> people understand that these are, there's sponsorships, there's deals, there's agreements, there's, I mean, do people think Tokyo hasn't been preparing for the last 10 years for this event? That they're just gonna stop, whatever, let me stop talking the olympics though i don't think people realize how big of a deal it is to like get the olympics to come to your country it's it's like a whole voting process that happens like a number of olympics before like i remember in 2012 i think it was like 2007 or maybe 2006 where they were trying to get the olympics to come to chicago Chicago. yeah yeah and i remember my coach was like man if y'all wins if y'all uh place at state uh, if they come to Chicago, well, I'll get you some tickets. But at that time, it let me know how early it was ahead in advance that they plan for these things. And then I started hearing rumbles of like, oh, they're trying to make room for the Olympics. And that takes time. That that means people are going to be moving as well, too, so that they can prepare for that. And, and I, yeah, so for people just like, oh, we're just going to cancel it. And like, nah, it's not that it's not as simple as, as people may think. I wish they had the Olympics in Atlanta again. I know back in the day when they had Atlanta, it was crazy, dog. Man, I I, I wish I was there. I wish I think that would be one place I would have loved to have been in in like the '96 Olympics, like out here in Atlanta. That freak Nick. That AGP AGP was freak Nick though for a couple years. It was a new age. It was. It yeah, was. man. Kayo, was- <laughs> you ever been? Yeah, I went two years in a row. You went to Freaknik? Oh, Freaknik AGP, Freaknik? Uh, AGP, yeah. What year did you go? What year did I go? I went. Uh, How do you call it Fre- AGP Freaknik? <laughs> oh, it was it was Freaknik, bro. All right, where did I go? I got here in thirteen. I think I went fourteen. I think I went 14 and 15. When'd you go, Dino? 13? 2013 when I moved to Atlanta. Okay, I went 14. Four, but 14 was the last year they had it in the hotels. They had it in the hotels after that. Got turned. Yeah, it got turned out after that, bro. Yeah. Muggs was smoking on the balcony. In the hotel, in the actual hotel, Muggs was stepping on the balcony, smoking like it was outside. Yep. You walk your balcony, it's girls choosing from the elevator. Like oh, I man. was in the Marriott Marquis. Yep, yeah, it was at the, it was at the Marriott. Yep, the Marriott. I never forget. I I got there allegedly. I got there late, and um, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Did y'all watch the Bow Wow and Soldier Boy versus? Oh uh, yeah, I caught the first few rounds, man. What'd you think of it? I thought Soldier won. <laughs> <laughs> I think Soldier Boy. Go ahead, Kale. I think Soldier was the most animated. He was the most entertaining. But I think Bow Wow won by the by the versus standards. Mm, I don't know. It was it was tough for me. I was going back and forth on it because I used to be a big Soldier Boy fan back me in the too, day. Bro. Not even gonna lie, I was. So like, 
I really think like he really displayed a lot of his bangers that he had, but Bow Wow did have a lot of hits. Why but- he do swag flu, dog? <laughs> Uh, you're so fun. <laughs> he actually missed like three or four songs that I probably would have would have popped out the bag like low key. What's the other one? Uh, uh, did he play the hop up out the bed? Yeah, Turn yeah, my- yeah. He, he did. Uh, I must have missed that. I must have missed that one there. Yeah, that was my joint. That was definitely my joint. Bow Wow was uh, performing songs I never even heard of before. Actually. Yeah, I didn't know he had verses on some of those songs. Yeah. Hmm. I don't, I, don't know. I don't know. Which one? Which one was one that was like a surprise to y'all? Uh, let me think. It was uh. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, title got a. I know title got the. Uh, yeah. Title always makes the playlist. I rock with title, man. I love title. Shout out Jay Z. Yeah, shout out title, man. I think all black people should invest in title. Oh, what's dude from um? What's Twitter's uh? Jack is it Jack? What's his name? Do you know? Elliot Wilson. No, no. Uh, Twitter's um, CEO or Twitter's uh, oh, Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. Shout, shout out Jack Dorsey. Yeah. Was it? Uh, he had. Um, let me think. What was that song? He had a. Uh, it was like three or four songs that I didn't hear. Go Bow Wow versus Soldier Boy versus uh, <laughs> Lil Pee Wee. Oh, but here's one that Destiny's Child jumping, jumping. It's like, wait, you was on that film with the Lady Leah man? That one, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You right, you right. That's that. Yeah, one. I yeah, I didn't know that. Like I didn't know he was on that, that one. I never heard of before. It was one more too. It was like an old school joint um, that I I didn't know he was on. But uh, I wish that Drake pulled up to do We Made It, though. I would give Drake. <laughs> Drake went crazy on We Made It. That dropped when I first moved to Atlanta. And that was my, I still play that song to this day. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Man, that me out. Go ahead. Just my general takeaway from the verses, though, was, um, well, I had two takeaways. One was, I thought to myself, man, will we ever see a versus as good as Future and Gucci ever? I mean, uh, Jeezy and Gucci ever again. Like, just the theatrics and everything, even leading up to the verses and just how it ended and how you just engaged from start to finish. I wonder if we'll ever see a versus that engaging. But, but on to Soldier Boy and uh, and Bow Wow, man, man, they really are trendsetters, man. We gotta give them they flowers while they still here, man. Soldier Boy, you know, I know he. He runs around saying that he was the first to do everything. I don't, I don't agree with everything, but, but he has a point about you know paving the way for a lot of rappers and just a lot of just kind of swag standards that are now in place. And the same thing with Bow Wow, man. Bow Wow's got some hits. He's a legit legend. Soldier Boy is a legend. These guys are real. Like, like we grew up in that era. You know what I'm saying? So it probably yeah. means more to us than everybody because you know we was in college. You know cranking that soldier boy you feel me like that's just how it went back then so um man just be able to recap some of those those moments and some of those songs and just hearing them man it felt good man it felt good just to bring you back to the good old days and, and definitely want to shout out soldier shout out bow wow even though there has to be a winner you know man you just gotta big, draco. big draco i was telling people in college how much soldier boy was really getting us through for real and, and people kept people kept telling me i was crazy People kept telling me I was crazy, but Soldier Boy really had a lot of hits that put us through like some of the most lit moments 
in college. Like when Soldier Boy song actually dropped, that it, it was it was that time. And then to kind of like grow up on Bow Wow, like I grew up like some of my female cousins, so like all they played was like Bow Wow Romeo sort of vibes. You know what I'm saying? So it was yeah. like, yeah. Chinway was a big Bow Wow fan. <laughs> I don't remember if she was, but my uh, my cousins on my mom's side like, all, every summer, man. It was all girls and myself. Right? So I, I heard all that shit. That's all I had to hear. It was a cool ultimate, era. The ultimate Soldier Boy performance is when he performed uh, all the way turned up. That song is a classic too, man. Shout out Roscoe Dash, man. Real talk. Just just hearing those those two on a, on a song at that time, man, that was that, that brought me back to a place too, man. That's that's a big record. Uh, let's uh, let's do this. Let's finish it off. If you could hear two people ballad out on verses, who would it be? Just two people. They could have already gone. Uh, um, I look at my title playlist. <laughs> I feel like you're trying to make a case for Hope. I'm not gonna do Hope. That's too easy. I would say. Y'all want me to go first? Yeah. yeah. I would say Michael Jackson versus Chris Brown. Yeah, mm, that's a big one. That's a good one. And who would you give the Who would you give the nod to? I got Chris Brown. I got Chris Brown. Yeah, I'm going Michael Jackson. You going Michael Jackson? Yeah, we we talking verses. We not talking everything as a whole. We talking verses. Just just me. I got I got, I got Chris Brown. He Chris I, I, at this point though, not even gonna lie, Chris Brown probably has more music than him though. Oh, you, you talking you talking about going to your bag like that? All right, talk about Michael Jackson, Chris Brown. Uh, I want to see. I can go next, Cardi. Go, 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 Ko. So, like I said, I wonder if we will ever see a, a versus as good as uh, Jeezy and Gucci. And I think the next closest thing to that would be if Ye and Drake went ahead and did a verse. Damn, that would be my next one. That would be my what? Ye that and Drake. So You'd have to you'd have to pack out Madison Square Garden for that one, like, or damn it, the Toronto Center, or, or the United Center. Fuck it, that's tough. And and, 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 and the Toronto, the Toronto Center, the Toronto Center. And I'd have to give the nod to Drake. Mm, I got Kanye. Mm, I'm torn. I'm torn. And, and, it, and it'll be close. It'll be close. I will, I'm not disrespecting yet. It'll be. It'll be like one round. I'm torn. That'll 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 play a difference. But I'm giving the end nod to Drake. Only because, man, the last couple of years, the last I'll say at least I don't know three or four years, Ye's been a little lukewarm to me. Like, so the fact that over the last four years Drake has been like super hot, I figured he could probably probably win us over with that father stretch my hands part two is a very tough record it's only like a minute and a half it's probably like the toughest minute and a half song ever yeah yeah you you literally just just start that song in in the spot and just let that just let that whole thing ride all right yeah. fuck it um i'd probably go wayne versus hove wayne versus hove i go wayne versus that'd be hove. nice that'd be nice that's here ladies and gentlemen <laughs> if we're if if we're going mixtape songs too everything everything everything, everything. discography wayne because he has more to pull from 
like Wayne has way more music to pull from. Like Wayne got way more music to pull from. If we're going albums, then I would say Ho, but Wayne got drought mixtapes, uh, features like. Yeah, I, if if we're going, if we're just. I yeah, mean, okay. I, so let me let me ask you. I mean, I would say the same with the Drake and Ye comparison. You know, Drake has features. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have the mixtape content that Wayne has, but he, I, I think he probably has just as much, if not more, music than Kanye. Kanye, we, we hear from Kanye every four to five years. We hear, from- but Kanye's a producer though. Kanye's also a producer. You can't play your produced songs on verses. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you yeah, can. You can. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Soldier Boy did. That Soldier Boy. Uh, yeah. But from that aspect, you can, I mean that's 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 tough. Whoa, well, hold on though, because you never know what songs Drake has written either. That's something that that is something that's true. That's true. Could be a it could be a crazy song out there flowing like. Whew. That's true. No, no, that's true. That's true. Hove Hove goes for some good songs uh, for people too, but yeah, I yeah. Just, I just think Wayne just has Wayne got people. See, I hate. And with this, we can talk about this all day. I hate when people talk about Drake is the best rapper ever or the best artist ever. Because one, he's not better than Hove, and two, you can't put him over Wayne. I would, you can't put Drake over Wayne, bro. You can't do that. You can't put Drake over Wayne. Are you crazy? And rap? Oh, and rap? Oh, well, no, I guess not in rap, but. Cause, I mean, because you, uh, Drake's a, a, can sing and shit. So, yeah, he's an artist. But I'm talking about rap, 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 rap. I mean, yeah, if we're talking rap, I would say Wayne is the better rapper. If we're talking about who's the bigger body of work, who's impacted music, who's got more hardware to their name when it's all said and done, I think that's going to be Drake. I agree with the when it's all said and done aspect. Yeah. So you put Drake over Chris Brown? Are we I talking wouldn't. all around? Are we talking R and B? I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about as all around. That's why as an artist, as an artist, all around, like in everything that they do, art wise or just music. Music. Let's just keep it on music. Would I put Drake over Chris Brown? Yeah, I would. I would. I can't. I would. I can't do that. I would. I got a lot more. I got a lot more Drake songs and and cause, yeah, cause I have a lot more. Uh, I would say that's his equal, Chris Brown. How don't you like Thugger? That's so crazy to me. I never. I didn't. I couldn't understand it. Honestly, bro, I just couldn't understand it. You don't understand Thugger. No, nah, I, I didn't until this last album. I'm sorry, G. I will. I will be honest, bro. You know what I hate? The one that just came out this year. Yeah, yeah, super fire. Uh, what was that? Uh, you didn't like uh, so much fun. You didn't uh, like heat. You didn't like heat. I know, I know, I know. Singles for sure, singles. But when it comes to like full bodies of work, nah. Or hot, I say hot. Uh, you ain't like power or or best friend or stoner or. Those are all singles, though. Those are all singles. I'm talking about just like body of work, like. Out of slime language too. Part of six? No, no, bro. Wow. What about slime? You didn't like slime? Um, was it slime first? The slime was it slime slime season. Yeah, you like that one? You didn't like none of the slime seasons? No, I didn't even know he had a season of slimes, bro. I did not. I swear. Oh wow. <laughs> that was that was, was mixtape thugger. You didn't like Jeffrey? I didn't no. like Jeffrey, bro. I didn't like Jeffrey, bro. 
I like Jeffrey. I, I like beautiful thugger girls. I like Jeffrey when he has a dress on. I like that. Yeah, Jeffrey when he had a dress on. Trump. What? Jeffrey was Wyclef Jean was fire. Floyd Mayweather was fire. Yeah. Future Swag. Oh shit, Guap was on here too. Okay. Yeah. I fucking yeah. baby mama. I fucking yeah. baby mama. Oh <laughs> man. Uh, so yeah. Hey, Dina, what's wrong with you, boy? This boy, what's wrong with you? Hey, I didn't even this this tracklist. I had to pull the tracklist together. I guess I the tracklist names of these are crazy. I definitely have to go back to that one <laughs> to Jeffrey. Yeah, bro. Just, I'm gonna go back to that just off the tracklist. Uh, Thugger is fire, dog. Bro, nobody around me was playing that. Uh, even the, the album with him and Chris Brown was. I like the uh. Uh, what's it called? Slime and B. Slime and B. Go yeah. cra- go crazy. Uh, that was on. That was fire. Uh, she bumped her head. It was fire with Gunna. Fire. Um, city Gr- city girls. girls is a banger. That's a banger. Help, help me breathe with future. Oh, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go back. I'll go back. Nobody has ever put me on. I'm, t- I'm telling you, nobody has ever put me on. I like to see a future and thug versus too. I think that'd be fire. Yeah. Future and Thug. I like to see a Future and Thug versus. I'm sure the masses would enjoy that one. Or Uzi and Future. I would love to see. Uh, I would love to see. Yeah, Uzi and Future would be nice. Actually, damn, that would be nice. Yeah, Uzi and Future would be fire. Oh, see, look, my dogs. My dog told. I said, Yo, you think Tory Lane control control the verse better than Drake's for sure? That's what I'm saying. Y'all not listening, bro. Ask somebody who they know. He asked someone who he knows was gonna. Right, agree. his little crony. <laughs> he asked his cousin all the time. I'm sure bro. they talked about that point before. <laughs> bro, Tory Lanez actually singing on that. Drake is so mono controller. <laughs> Tory Lanez, no one can satisfy me. Getting into his bag on there, bro. Nah, nah, I ain't gonna lie. Young soldier. If you meant to diss me, I get slumped over. I'm gonna scare my thing, girl. Come over. You need to God. come closer. Oh, he went crazy, bro. What's I it called? Gun on that, me. Uh, Playboy Live. Did y'all see that? What? Like where he went? He kind he went live with um, that last album, that Playboy. See that? Tory Lanez did. Yeah, check it out. It's, it's fire. Are we listening? Are we? Can we? Can we talk about listening to Tory Lanez on here? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, every bro. You know what's crazy? I you know what was wild when I started seeing women go back and start saying like, "Is it bad that I'm back listening to Tory Lanez?" Like, bro, why are y'all like, <laughs> stop hiding that? Stop. Like, people are still listening to Tory for real. Like, I would see that all the time on Twitter. Broken a minute was fine. I'm telling you, after that drop, they were still playing Broken a minute in the club. Like, <laughs> They were, and I argued that they shouldn't be playing that. And I was like, I was looking, uh, ar- I was looking around too before I got uh, before I got Liddy too, because I, I was rolling in the club. So I'm like, uh, I see everybody else bouncing, so I'm gonna start bouncing. I'm, I'm bouncing with him there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tory Lanez hey, makes fire albums. Like his he does. He projects does. from start to finish. Like they be having skits and interludes and all that. I, I fuck with Tory. I do too. The shy makes tapes. I like that joint he had with uh, uh, what's that song he had a couple years ago with Six Nine, weird ass. Um, I don't know. He was in a video. Let me find it. But it was fire. It was fire. Yeah, yeah. 
Lanes. He's talented, bro. He's, he's yeah, talented. Tory Lanez is super talented. I'm glad he finally he finally found his wave of music because I feel like for a while he kept going back and forth on different sounds of like how oh, he. Oh, Playboy! I ain't even know this drop. Yeah, I'm about to go. I'm, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's I'm tough. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go it's listen. Tough. I ain't like Six Day Five though. I ain't gonna lie. For real? Yeah, I may gotta go back and listen to it. I think because some I'm, I'm the type of person. That I don't like flips on classic songs like that. Uh true. I, you got to think, bro. It's Tory. He's not gonna come. Like, no, I'm not saying the songs weren't nicely put together, but I, I don't know. I just didn't like it. But I like. Um, I don't know if you listen to it. I know we're going over with time. This is my last thing to say. I don't know if y'all like a boogie with the hoodie, but he yep. did. A, he did a song over Michael Jackson's Billie Jean. Yep. Yep. Fire. A boogie, uh, a boogie rocker. African culture heavy, for real, for real. He does, yeah. Oh, super heavy, super heavy. Okay, I like a boogie with the hoodie. I like to see him in the verses too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I know enough songs by him to like to jam out in the verses, but I think that kind of verses would probably put me onto a lot more of his music. Oh, actually, you know what? Oh, I know another verses I'm gonna throw out there real quick. Last one, Wiz Kid and Burner Boy. Oh, that's for the culture. Wiz Kid and Burner Boy. I, I just got put on Wiz Kid and Burner Boy, but I'm rocking with Wiz Kid. Burner Boy, Burner Boy, real one, bro. I like Wiz Kid though. Wiz Kid, he he's not your typical African. No offense to our African listeners, bro. bro. First of all, they both Nigerian. Let's be let's be specific. They're both Nigerian, so they're and and I don't know what that even means. Because, bro, all right, culturally, you know what I'm talking about. You've seen. Yeah. 